never miss the water till you're well among the strong. You never miss your turning till he says goodbye. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dub on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joe, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my hot take today has to do with Alex Verdugo and the 2013 Boston Red Sox. Um, Alex Verdugo was not on that team, obviously, um, but because I don't think he was born at that time. But <laughs> the um, Red Sox, 2013 Red Sox, just a brief history lesson. That was the year of the Boston Marathon bombing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Red Sox. Uh, play every year on Marathon Monday called Patriots Day in Massachusetts. And um, and that was the year that the, that the Boston Marathon bombing happened. And then the Red Sox won the World Series. So this year on Monday, Boston Marathon was this past Monday. They got a bunch of the stars from that 2013 World Series Red Sox team to come. They had a little ceremony before the game. Did they um, David Ortiz? What's that? Did they get David Ortiz? Yeah, he works for the Red Sox. He's there for everything. Well, because his whole this is all fucking city speech. Well, it? hold on, Joe. Let me continue with my uh, hot okay. take here, okay? Uh, uh, so uh, David Ortiz has had many iconic moments in his career, uh, mostly on the field, but definitely his most iconic off-field moment is the Red Sox played on Patriots Day, they went and got on a plane, and as they were flying out of Boston, the Boston Marathon bombing happened. Mm-hmm. That first game back, they came back and they had like a long pregame ceremony about it. You know, a bunch of players who felt they should say something, you know, got up and said stuff. And they started this whole Boston Strong 617 jersey sales for victims of the bombing and whatnot. And David Ortiz famously, got up and was like, we can't let people like this come into our city and make us afraid because this is our fucking city. And he said this on live television. Yeah. And, and the, um, the crowd was the wild and nobody censored him. Well, no, it was live. Yeah. It was on live TV and in front of, you know, whatever, 40, 35,000 people on, you know, Microphone on the big screen. This is our fucking city. Iconic. So fucking great. iconic so moment. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> they censored it for the ceremony on Boo. Monday. Boo. Right. Um, what? You can't do that. That's the whole right. point of this. this. Well, so famously, the, whatever the company, the, the you know, censorship department of the government that hands out fines for people swearing on television waived the fine to both David Ortiz and Nesson who aired that that oh, at the time in 2013 
in 2013, they're like, we're not going to, you know, we're going to let this one slide, um, which is, you know, such a freaking baller move by David Ortiz. It's like, oh, yeah, I swore on live TV, didn't get a cent. Um, but anyway, the point is, <laughs> they censored it for the reunion show. And then yesterday, uh, Alex Verdugo hit a walk-off single in the bottom of the 10th inning um, against the Twins. And they were interviewing him after the game. And they're like, what's going through your mind? And he said, please stay fucking there on live TV. And then he said, fucking again. And the interviewer was like, dude, this is live TV. <laughs> so anyway, he dropped two F-bombs. And my hot take is that he did that because they censored David Ortiz's oh, famous F-bomb yeah. the day before. Yeah. Yeah. They should have gotten some kind of exemption or something for that. Right. Because the whole point is the fuck is the F bomb is saying right. this is our fucking city. Like yeah. if you censor that, the speech is not as awesome or as powerful. It loses some of its power, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is why people curse in general. I love it. Hey, everybody, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. And, um, okay, here's my hot take, Sam. And I'm not, I'm, I'm uncertain about this. I, I don't feel confident about this. But is it, is it time to get on the Pittsburgh Pirates bandwagon? No, why? Well, they're 12 and 7. Okay, they're twelve and seven. However, they're five and one against the Red Sox and the White Sox. Which uh -huh. means that they're seven and six against the rest of the league. They just swept the Colorado Rockies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like we expect the Colorado Rockies to suck. But yep. I'm, I'm I'm in search of a bandwagon team, and it might be the Pirates. Okay, they've got. Uh, I wouldn't put. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. No, Go no. On. Let me just say one thing. They got Andrew McCutcheon. They got Carlos Santana, who wails on the guitar. Like, I really. He does. He yeah, I. He's so smooth. I just want this to work out. You don't think it's 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 a good move? Okay, well, first of all, I know it's early in the season, but uh, dedicated listeners of this show will remember that um, I did a little preseason preview of the AL and NL Centrals, and mostly just the AL Central. And my only hot take about the NL Central was don't sleep on the Pirates this year. Right. Um, but here's why I think that's fallen apart. Okay. First of all, NL Central is like the best league in baseball right now. I don't know if you've... What? Mm. Okay. Back check that. Keep going. <clears throat> okay. We're talking the 14 and 5 Milwaukee Brewers, the 11 and 6 Chicago Cubs, and the 12 and 7 Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. Mm. 
You know, no other division has as many wins. Oh, except for the AL East. AL East. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just looking at. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so that shortstop whose name I can never remember for the Pirates is out, I think, for the season, maybe. Um, what is his name? O'Neill Cruz, 60 day IL. Yeah, yeah, his own damn fault. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, and then G Man Choi now is out for eight weeks, and I feel like that guy's the heart and soul of whatever team he's on. So, because he's Korean, because he's right. Um. Anyway, I think injuries are going to sideline them. They don't have the sort of depth to like absorb that those kinds of losses. But okay, so what team do I need to get on the bandwagon for? I need a bandwagon team, right? Because the White Sox aren't doing well. The White Sox are too bad. Well, you can root for a bad team, Joel. Sure, but I want to be involved when it's August or September. I want to have some kind of investment in the playoff race. The Mariners, I mean, like, I, the Mariners, shout out to Thomas. Uh, what? The Blue Jays? What? Blue Jays? Because they're Canadian? Yeah, you love Canada so much? I like Vlad. I ain't got nobody. I ain't got nobody to love, Sam. <laughs> Who should I root for? Well, you don't think the White Sox are going to turn it around? No. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. If I was going to have an NL team that I was going to jump on the bandwagon for, who should it be? Um, Jeez. The Mets? I don't like the Mets right now. Nah. Yeah, I wouldn't root for the Mets personally, but that's, you know, I live here. So. Yeah. I mean, they're fine. Yep. Milwaukee Brewers? No. Milwaukee, yeah, probably Milwaukee. Uh, what about the ANL West leading Arizona Diamondbacks? Oh, maybe that's, I should buy a bunch of Diamondbacks shit. Well, you your plan is to show up. You're gonna jump on the bandwagon so hard that you're just gonna like start spending hundreds of dollars on merch. Yes, to start showing up in Arizona Diamondbacks jerseys. Who do they even have? I could not name you a single member of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Madison Bumgarner, dude. I'm going. Oh, oh I'm gonna get a. Bumgarner, Arizona Diamondbacks jersey. Go to a Dodgers game in it. Let's see. Evan Longoria plays for them. Oh. Okay. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He's good. Was good. And then there's this guy, Corbin Carroll, who's supposed to be the next big, big thing. Hmm. Apparently, it was in the Diamondbacks. Wow, uh, I like that. 
all right. All right. So text me, tell me what uh, fucking team I need to jump on the bandwagon for. Yeah, tweet it, Joel. Tell him which team, like, give him your best pitch why your team should be Joel's bandwagon team. That's what I'm asking. That's yeah. what I'm asking. Yes, thank you. Hey, I want to shout out to everybody who continues to listen to this baseball podcast. Uh, quite a few listens last week. Appreciate it. Ben Dorgan, Brookfield, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. I'm pissed at SoundCloud because they make me guess what state. San Jose, California, Champaign, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Frankfurt, Germany, Hardwick, Connecticut, L.A., Portland, Ashburn, Virginia, Atlanta, Georgia, Barcelona, Spain, Boston, Massachusetts. Please continue to listen to this podcast. Subscribe to us on all of your social media applications. Um, I got one more thing. Okay, so Sam, a lot of people have been asking to come on this podcast recently. Really? Yes. And tell them no. That's just how that's how you generate interest. Exactly. Thank you. That's what I've been doing. No, you can't come on the podcast. Yeah. No, oh oh, no. It's a very exclusive podcast, and you're not welcome. Right. (laughs) Oh, are you on the list? Oh no. Sorry, I don't see your name on the list. It's like our own nightclub. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, my buddy Scott, with okay. whom I went to Pittsburgh last week with, uh-huh. he wants to come on the podcast. He can't. Mm. He's dedicated. I'm not seeing his name here, Joe. He's not on the list. I got my clipboard here, and I'm not seeing Scott. I'm not seeing the Scott up. Sorry. Back of the line. Back of the line. Right. <laughs> uh, right. So, Scott, get in line. Uh, I did a mini podcast with Justin last week. I don't think you listened to it, did you? Mm. No. I thought you were doing a Twitter space. Yeah. Justin still has faith in the Boston Red Sox. Well, let me tell you something about the Boston Red Sox, Joel. That, I wanted you to take on that because I, he he still thinks they're a playoff team. Right. Um, so there are there are three teams in Major League Baseball that have scored 100 runs or more, okay? First place, Tampa Bay Rays. First place, Texas Rangers. Jesus. Uh, Wait, did I say three teams or four teams? Three teams. I said three teams, but are they first three? first place Tampa Bay Rays, first place Texas Rangers, last place Boston Red Sox. Oh, last place. <clears throat> last place Boston Red Sox. Only three teams in Major League Baseball who scored hundred or more runs. Um, so you know, wait, the Red Sox. I know it's still. I know it's still in early in the season. But I believe that the Red Sox have a team that can score runs. Okay. Um, 
So the Red Sox are one of the four teams who have scored at least 100 runs. One of three teams. Three teams. Texas. In, in all of Major League Baseball. They're in last place. <laughs> but at like what? Eight and eight? What what's the record right now? Nine and ten. They lost Nine tonight. Ten. Yeah. Um but they're gonna finish like that's my hot take. Excuse me, they're gonna finish last place at eighty two and eighty or something. Something like that. But, well, here's the thing though, Joel, is that our problem is our starting pitching. Okay. Um, we've lost 10 games and only one of those games that we've lost, I think, has a starter given up less than five runs. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a for real, it's a for real thing. Um, the starting pitching is really bad. The bullpen seems to be improved, and it seems like this is a team that can score runs. Um, it, it clearly is. It clearly yeah. is. Uh, you know, Dustin Pedroia, who's historically a slow starter, has been tearing the cover off the ball. Alex Verdugo, if he doesn't go to jail for swearing on live TV, okay. is having an all-star season so far. Um, you know, people are contributing. Um, but it's the starting pitching. Starting pitching is bad. Yeah. The bullpen appears to peak, be competitive. The offense appears to be competitive. The starting pitching is terrible. Bad. Okay. That's going to be tough. But, you know, Chris Sale, who had – he pitched okay in his first three starts. No, he didn't. He pitched terribly in his first three starts, um, struggling with control. Yesterday, he struck out 11 guys in six innings and gave up one run on three hits. Like, that's – you know, if he can settle in, like, the stuff is still there if he can, like – get his shit together. Um, so, but, you know, it's just, before the season, this is what I say. Like, this could be a really fun team. And it seems like a fun team. Except for, it's really hard to win games when you're down four or five to nothing after the top of the first inning. You know what I'm saying? I, yes, I know exactly what, yes. Um, and it's hard to keep you know, in this, you know, if you're the offense, it's hard to keep that good energy level up to be these fun teams. Like Red Sox, they have nine wins. Probably eight of them are come from behind. You know, like mm. that's that's fun baseball. Yeah, that's dangerous baseball. Also, though. Yeah, it's not. It's unsustainable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, interesting so because you've come on the podcast twice now and said this is a fun team I mean this is a fun team that you would want to make a movie a, a major league 
style movie about. Right. You stand by that claim. Totally. Three weeks into the season. Totally. Absolutely. And, you know, I do feel like if you can, you know, we probably need like three more starting pitchers that are not terrible. (laughs) So that's like a huge ask. Um, But, you know, could could be good, you know. Um, James Paxton, I think, pitched a game today in, in Worcester, AAA affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. He, he gave up. Paxton did Worcester? What's he doing in Worcester? Rehab. Okay. Coming back from TJ surgery, but he gave up. <laughs> he gave up seven runs in two thirds of an inning. <laughs> That's bad. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like I want to write a short story about me and Paxton doing a bunch of meth and Worcester together. Did that happen? No, but oh, oh, did you say a short story? Yeah. Okay, I thought you said a sports story, like for the newspaper. No, no, it's not true. I just feel like. A story about me driving from Champaign, Illinois, to Worcester, Massachusetts, to do a bunch of math. To like buy math from James Paxton? I think that would be a... a and his house is just filled with bald eagles? And Canadian flags. Right. And like, he insists that you pay him in loonies for your math? Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and it, I, I don't know. It's a fun team, and it, it's going to take a number of pitchers stepping up, which is just, you know, Corey Kluber looks cooked, man. Like he's throwing his fastballs coming in at like 88 miles an hour. It's <laughs> just like, you know, six miles an hour before, below league average, I feel like. Um, he gave up seven runs in the first three innings of tonight's game. Um, it's just hard to win games like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But even still, like, we were down seven to nothing, and we ended up losing ten to four. Like, we still scored four runs. Like, four runs is a, a decent amount of runs. Uh I don't know. It was like one inning, one run in the fourth, and one in the sixth. Oh, but it wasn't against seven. The I get you know, like it wasn't seven, eight, nine. It was. I think they scored one run off of the starter. Mm-hmm. I know that because I have them on my fantasy. Oh no, two runs. Two yeah. runs against the starter. Three, three and a half runs should win you a game in theory. I don't really want to talk about the Chicago White Sox, except they're really bad. They're 7-12 and 12 right now, and I'm pretty certain they are the only team in Major League Baseball who has yet to win a series. They have either tied or lost every series they've played so far this year. They've never gotten swept. That's a thing. But they also have not played a very difficult schedule. 
and they're about to go Tampa Bay, Toronto, Tampa Bay. So my expectations are incredibly low. Tampa Bay is good. Tampa Bay is good. I think Toronto is good. I think that's the other thing that Justin and I talked about on the last podcast is that Tampa Bay is better than the 1927 Yankees right now. Like, Tampa Bay is roasting everyone. Yeah. And the Blue Jays are not bad. The only team Tampa Bay has lost a game to is Toronto. So no, they lost they, Cincinnati beat them yesterday or the day before. Okay, well, baseball happens. Like, okay, yeah. But Cincinnati crushed them ten nothing. I think the the Rays the Rays lost to Cincinnati ten to yeah. Nine. That's pretty cool. Um, but like we got our next ten games against Toronto and Tampa Bay. We could finish April something stupid like eight and nineteen or something like. That. They lost eight one. That's what. Who? The the Rays lost to the Reds eight to one, and then they and then the next two games they won ten nothing and eight nothing. Yeah, they got mad. They got their they got their revenge. That's they got mad. (laughs) Like we don't lose Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, Tampa Bay is by far the best team so far. So far, yeah. Uh, I I believe that that is maybe. A little inflated. Yes, of course it is. They're not going to win 120 games. But they're the best team at this point. Like, yep. I think I think Toronto's good. The Dodgers... Toronto's, Toronto's vulnerable, I feel like. Yeah. The Dodgers and the Astros have gotten off to suspiciously slow starts. Um, which I'm curious about. I think the I think the Dodgers are at 500, and the Astros are below 500. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, the Dodgers are. They're both at nine and ten. They're both at nine and ten. Yeah. But LA is in second place at nine and ten. Behind who? The Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, my your new team. My new team, the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're eleven and eight with a negative seven run differential. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. It's not great. Yeah, yeah. The Dodgers are nine and ten with a plus nineteen run differential. See, so the Dodgers will figure that shit out. Yeah. They're the only team in the NL West with a positive run differential. Mm-hmm. Toronto Blue Jays negative run differential. Who? Wait, so they in who? Blue Jays. The Blue negative twelve. Wow, that surprises me. What's their record? Eleven and eight. Because mm. they're supposed to be Quackatow, right? Like. A slugging team. They've got a negative run differential. That could be a problem for them. Right. And they haven't scored 100 runs. Tampa Bay is going to win like 130 games. 
getting back to Pittsburgh for a second. Okay. Uh, stadium ushers, ticket takers, and ticket sellers at PNC Park have announced they are now on strike. The Pittsburgh Stadium Independent Employees Union has announced on Sunday that the Pirates' latest contract offer was rejected and that a strike vote was accepted. The union represents ushers, ticket takers, and ticket sellers at PNC Park. Strike. Yo, what's up with that? They're not paying their fucking employees. They're paying them like $9 an hour. Nine thirty-five. Um, so, like, do not, fans, do not cross the picket line. These people are on strike. I felt bad because the one game I've been at this year was at PNC Park. Uh, a couple, right? Of- but it's funny because it's like, it doesn't matter if the fans support the ushers. No one goes to those fucking games anyway. Don't go to the game. Watch the game at home. Give your money to ESPN. Yes. Uh, But they're going to be on strike. Um, I'm not going to read the Pirates press release. I read that article. You did? um, I bet you sent me. And it it sounds like the team said that they had offers that the leadership group of the union were recommended for to pass and then they didn't but you have I don't know about that I mean like it sounds like they're working for $9.35 an hour and they're asking $13 an hour uh, which is a livable wage right like nobody well I mean even at $13 an hour you're only working 81 days a year, you know. Right? Well, and that's the whole uh, sleight of hand, sleight of hand that happens with open a baseball park and this will increase your local economy. It doesn't for lots of reasons. One of those reasons is that these are not good jobs. These are seasonal jobs, right, that pay close to or at minimum wage. Right. If if you're the hot dog guy, you're making 10 bucks an hour. For what? How long is a baseball game? Three hours tops? You know, maybe you get paid before and after that, maybe you get paid five hours a day for 81 gigs. It's not a full-time job. No. I, if you're an usher, you got to be probably eight-hour days, I'd say, or close to. But 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 what you said, 81 games a year from April to September, it's not a full-time right. job. You Definitely got, not. Which means it doesn't come with health insurance, most likely. Okay. So, like, these are not good jobs. These are not good community-paying jobs. These are are gig jobs. Right. Anyway, I love the Pittsburgh Pirates, but don't cross the picket line. 
if you can go into PNC Park. Um, last thing I wanted to talk to you about. We haven't done a top of the clock in a while. Okay. And I don't, all I got to say is I've got a chicken in the oven. Right now? Right now. Mm -hmm. Sick. With red potatoes, onions, and garlic in it. Uh I've had to get myself back into the habit of cooking homemade food. I mean, not even like high-quality homemade food, but even homemade food. Because when I started eating just like takeout for several weeks in a row, my shits got gross. Huh. Right? Like, like I'm not eating... Um, I'm eating processed food constantly. Uh-huh. And, like, I felt the health detriment of it. Or maybe um, maybe my my asshole doesn't work. I don't know. Probably, like, that's the end of the of the road. I feel like if there's a problem with your shit, it's probably not with your asshole. It's probably further up the production line. Right. But then I started eating like 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 not even like organic food. I went and got a bunch of green beans and and leafy greens and ate them, and it was good. Right. Right. Like like. And it happened very suddenly, quickly. And I was like, oh, I got nice shit today. Sounds okay. like you just weren't eating any fiber. That's what I thought. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. And then I went and started eating a bunch of granola and yogurt. Uh-huh. And the jury's still out on that because granola's high fiber, right? Yeah, it depends on what you get, but in theory. Yeah. Anyway, this is a Joel Poops podcast. Sam just gave me a really weird word. <laughs> I just think that <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what restaurant you're buying food from, but you know, restaurant food isn't necessarily processed food, you know? It's not like at restaurants we cook things any differently than you might at home, you know? It's probably more salt in it, I'd guess. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so it's fiber yeah. that's mostly affecting, like, your, your shit, right? Well, and hydration. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's like the main thing. It's, you just got to drink a bunch of water. Oh, okay. Oh, that's easy to do. So one thing I started doing was eating a lot of yogurt because I wanted probiotics in my guts. Does that right. have huh. it? 
Uh, yeah, you just have to make sure that you're buying the probiotic yogurt, the like living yogurt. As opposed to what? Like pasteurized. Like some yogurt doesn't have living probiotics in it. They like make the yogurt and then they kill the probiotics to keep a consistent product, you know? No. So you got to just make sure that most of the stuff these days does have probiotics in it because that's what people want. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that stuff, that'll help you poop. Also, any lacto-fermented vegetables that you may eat or make. Such as? Uh, I don't know, pickles. Like if, you get, if you go to your local farmer's market and there's someone selling pickles out of a barrel, those are probably good. Oh, um, I don't know. I do a lot of lacto fermented stuff at my restaurant. It's really fun to make. Such so um, give me an example. Uh, the hot sauce I ferment my hot sauce at work. Um, I made some kimchi, which isn't on the menu right now. I made these pickled banana peppers. Uh, for a dish, those are on the menu right now. Um, that's about it. So, okay, I'm going to ask a completely disgusting question. Are you ready? Sure. If I wanted the most perfect shits, like okay. round, unpainful, uh-huh. quick consistency, Right, clean paper. Clean paper. Well, oh, you don't have to wipe a bunch of times. Good color, like not green mm-hmm. and not dark, you know, like the right kind of brown. What would my diet be? Ish. The right kind of brown sounds like something a racist person would say. <laughs> <clears throat> Like a, a some like a racist HR rep who's in charge of hiring. You know what I mean? Yeah, they like kind of brown. <laughs> some like somebody, some Donald Trump appointed immigration officer. You know, <laughs> talking about my stool. Come on. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, fiber. I think fiber is the answer. And proper hydration. Where's the best fiber uh, come from? I I think fiber comes from... from what's that? In, sorry, like I know where fiber comes from. I'm just asking for the sake of our audience. Like, right. Like, if I got $20, where do I get my fiber from? Uh, um... Avocados are really high in fiber. Apples, I think, are really high in fiber. Mm-hmm. I think that's the apple a day keeps the doctors away. That's why. Berries. What can um, And then, like, seeds and grains, you know? Let's but see. I'm going to Google it. I'm pulling up a list right now. Yeah. I, I did pretty good. Beans. Lentils and beans, mm. broccoli, berries, avocados, popcorn, whole grains, apples, dried fruits. Oh, yeah. Prunes. 
That's kind of like the old timey. Yeah, get some prunes. Get some dried prunes. Mm-hmm. I like the broccoli. I like the uh, hmm. okay. Potatoes. Okay. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Yeah. With skin. Sure. Otherwise, they're kind of empty. Right. Uh, and nuts. Kind of nuts. I think all kinds. Yeah, see, it's like seeds, grains, nuts, and fruits is what this list is kind of telling me. Probably celery, even though celery is not on this list. I bet celery has a lot of fiber in it. Yeah. Uh, I gotta eat more legumes. Yeah, I love beans. I love green beans. I love green beans. They're one of my favorite. Yeah, green beans. That's high in fiber for sure. Kale probably is high in fiber. That's what I was thinking. Or like, what about like uh, collard greens? Kale is high in fiber and water, both of which help prevent constipation and promote regularity in the healthy digestive tract. You gotta poop. You gotta poop three times a day. That's the whole game. What? Three times a day? How many times do you poop? Once or twice. Twice max, I'd say. Really? I'm a big yeah. Morning, afternoon, and night pooper. Hmm. <coughs> so another thing that <coughs> is recently come across my radar as a health thing is prebiotic foods, which are foods that essentially feed your gut bacteria that they love a lot. Uh-huh. That's onions and garlic um, are the two big ones that I too I've heard about. Two favorite foods. Right. Um, but then I just looked it up and now it it just seems like prebiotic food is just food that's high in fiber. Oh. Huh. That doesn't surprise me, honestly. Oh, my bad. Gee, seriously? Have you ever eaten just a plate of, like, onions and garlic? Uh, There is this condiment in Mexican food, which is just onions and lime juice and habanero peppers. Oh, man, it's so good. Sounds good. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I like I like onions and garlic quite a bit. No, like just like onions and garlic with stuff, like with meat, is fine. But have you ever just eaten onions and garlic? Uh, I've eaten a lot of like pickled onions. Okay, and I do in the winter time often eat cloves of garlic. A few a day, just mm-hmm. for immune boosting. Delicious, also just to eat. Right, it. also because it's delicious. Delicious, yeah. Um. Yeah, 
Garlic is good for a lot of things, just health-wise. Garlic's so good. Vampires. Right. Specifically, most, most get rid of vampires. Vampires. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, so what do we say? Like, like leafy greens. What was the other high-fiber food you mentioned? Fruits, berries, nuts, seeds, whole grains. Beets, B-E-T-S, beets. Beets? Did you I say don't know about beets. No, I didn't say beets. And beans, yeah. Beans. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be my diet because my poops are weird. Uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to like 10 minutes of weird poop talk. At the end of the day, yeah, fiber. fiber is the answer. Fiber is the answer. Yeah, also like keeping, you know, promoting good gut health, which is what fiber does and probiotics. Yeah. And like, it's important, like what your poop looks like, smells like, tastes like, don't taste your poop. It's important. Uh, look at your poop. Um, Sam, who do the Red Sox play next? We're two games into a series with the Twins, so I guess we'll play them tomorrow. I'm not sure if it's three or four game series. I guess three. Um, okay. Well, I hope you beat the Twins. That would help the way. Me too. The Twins are good this year. Yeah, twins are good this year. Um, probably better than the Cleveland Guardians, even. Twins, and then we go on the road. We're playing Milwaukee over the weekend. Oh, that'll be fun. In Milwaukee? In Milwaukee. That'll be a fun series. I, maybe I should go to Milwaukee. Yeah, see the Red Sox play? Yeah. They're a fun team, Joel. I'm telling you, they're a fun team. The White Sox are going to Tampa Bay this weekend, so I wasn't going to go to that, but maybe I'll go to Milwaukee. I, I love Milwaukee. I definitely do. Right? You yeah. Also, if you're like trying out bandwagon teams, it might be a good opportunity for that. Sure. That would be hard because I root for your team because, like, you know, like, I'm not a fan. I'm not uh, – I'm more of a, a – Shit, what's the Simpsons quote? I don't wish you any specific harm. But, like, do I want to get on the Brewers band? Unlike Thomas. Exactly. Shout out to Thomas. Shout out to Thomas. Got tickets for White Sox at Reds on Cinco de Mayo weekend. I'm going to try to go down to that. It might not happen. I'm a little worried about that. But I've already because you might just get two tequila drunk beforehand. Exactly. And wind up without my pants on in Zanesville, Ohio. Right. That. Yeah. Uh anyway, White Sox suck. Hopefully they can turn this season around. Red sucks about what we expected. Uh, yeah, I think I nailed the Red Sox from the get-go. Um, although I didn't actually think their offense would be producing the way it is. Um, but, you know, it seems last year the Red Sox lineup, 
it was like there was a black hole. Like it was really good one through seven and then or one through six and then seven, eight, nine was like three strikeouts every single time, every single game. And it seems to be we're getting a little bit more production from the bottom of the lineup, which is key. Um, Endeavors, that guy, that guy's a special baseball player, I think. Mm. Um, you know, I see, I could see him being a Hall of Famer uh, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dub on the Yelp, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. You can follow us on all your social media applications at Twitter, Dub Ump 2005. We've got an Instagram account, Twitter, uh, TikTok account, or on Facebook at Dub on the Ump. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Sam, my name is Joel. I think my chicken is burning. Have a great evening. And <laughs> you better get that. If you don't believe I'm leaving, count the days I'm gone. <laughs>